listeners. Welcome to God's Story for Kids. I'm your host, Henry. Ah, you can call me Hank. And I'm joined by my co-host here. I'm sophisticated. Sophie for short. We are so glad you're joining us today. It's a special day. It is? Is it your birthday? No better. It's gross me out day. What's gross me out day? Well, I made it up. I'm trying to make it a national holiday. A national holiday? Yeah, you know, like Mother's Day or National Donut Day. (laughs) Things like that. Okay. So what kinds of things would someone do to celebrate Gross Me Out Day, Hank? Oh, lots of things. You could sleep on a pillow of spaghetti or lick the bathroom floor or brush your teeth with boogers or eat a worm. Ew, that all sounds gross. Exactly. It's Gross Me Out Day. I can't wait for people to catch on. Hey, do you want to play a gross me out game, Sophie? Not really. I don't like to do gross things. Well, you don't have to do anything. It's a would you rather game, gross me out edition. Okay, you're my friend, Hank. I'll I'll try it. Yes. Okay, first one. Would you rather eat a spider or let fish eat dead skin off your feet? Hmm. Um, I think I'd probably choose letting... Fish eat the dead skin off my feet? That just sounds like it might tickle. (laughs) Okay, so I see that one wasn't gross enough for you. What about this? Would you rather swim in a swamp or walk barefoot through centipedes? I don't know. That one's tricky. I guess I'd probably choose walking barefoot through centipedes. I don't like when I can't see what's around me in the water. Swimming pools, I can do, but lakes aren't really my thing, so you can probably count me out for the swamp. I'd choose the swamp for sure. Well, unless there are alligators. I like gross things, not dangerous ones. Okay, next one. Would you rather eat five worms or drink milk that comes out of your nose? Why would there be milk coming out of my nose? Because I made you laugh while you were taking a drink, of course. (laughs) Okay. Then I guess I'd probably choose the milk. I just don't think I could deal with a worm wiggling its way down my throat. Same. Plus, I don't mind eating the things that come out of my nose. Hey, gross. Stop. Uh, I'm just kidding, Sophie. Mostly. Okay, here's another one. Would you rather smell my brother's dirty sock or eat broccoli? Seriously? I would definitely rather eat the broccoli. How is that even a question? Really? That's disgusting, Sophie. No, your brother's socks are disgusting. Yeah, they totally are, but not as gross as broccoli. Yuck! (laughs) Okay, my turn to ask you a question this time. Would you rather have wealth or wisdom? Huh? What's gross about that question, Sophie? Nothing. I just don't want to talk about gross stuff anymore, so I'm moving us right along. Oh, all right. I guess we can talk about your stuff for a while. Um... I'd choose wealth. That means I'd have lots of money and treasures, and I'd be rich, and it would be awesome. I could buy whatever I want. Yeah, that could be fun. Did you know that God actually told King Solomon in the Old Testament that he would give him whatever he asked for? Oh, did he ask for lots of money and gold and treasure? Nope, he asked for wisdom. Wisdom? Why? Because he knew he was going to be leading God's people, and he wanted to have the wisdom to make good choices and lead the people well. I guess that was probably a good choice. Yeah, probably. And actually, because he made such a good choice, 
he ended up getting both wealth and wisdom. Whoa. So if I make good choices, will I have lots of wealth and wisdom too, Sophie? Unfortunately, that's not quite how it works. Think about Paul. Paul? Yeah. Paul followed Jesus and was super wise, but he didn't have a lot of wealth. Oh, yeah. I remember that story about when he was put in prison just for helping someone. Do you want to tell that one with me, Sophie? Sure. It starts in the book of Acts, chapter 16. Paul and his friend Silas were walking along when a girl started following them. She needed help, and Paul saved her. Even though Paul did a good thing, it made some bad people mad. They took Paul and Silas to the city officials and threw them in prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So he put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, It's okay! We're all here! The jailer ran down to Paul and Silas in the dungeon and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. So they shared the word of the Lord with him and all who lived in his house. Then they all rejoiced because they all believed in God. Wow! Paul and Silas didn't have anything in that jail cell. No money or treasure, no extra food to eat, no nice clothes, nothing. Well, they did have something, Sophie. What are you talking about, Hank? Actually, they had everything they needed. They had God. Remember how they were praying and singing to God? Oh, yeah. They had the wisdom to know that God was at work, even during some hard circumstances. Wisdom. There's that word again. I know what a lot of words mean, Sophie. Like I know that a bibliophobia means the fear of running out of things to read. Or the word bumbershoot, which is another word for an umbrella. Oh, it's raining out today. I should bring a bumbershoot. But wisdom is a word that I never quite know exactly what it means. Is it just like being smart? That's a fair question. Why don't we ask Pastor Amanda what wisdom means in the Bible and why it's important? Hank and Sophie, I am so glad you asked about wisdom because wisdom is about more than getting good grades or being good at solving puzzles. Having wisdom means that you pause and you ask yourself, what might happen if I do something? So let's say that you're kind of tempted to tell a lie because you're worried about getting in trouble. And so if you were demonstrating wisdom, you would stop and ask yourself, if I tell this lie, what could happen? And you would know that if you told a lie, you might avoid getting in trouble. But at the same time, if you get caught, then you'll be in twice as much trouble as you were before. You'll not only be in trouble for the thing that you did, but then also for lying about it. And then on top of that, you will have damaged the trust between you and whoever it was that you lied to. So wisdom would say that the consequences of lying are much worse than the possible benefit that might come from it. But here's the best news about wisdom. You can ask God to give you more of it 
It's true. Just like Solomon asked for wisdom, lots and lots of people today, I bet even people you know, ask God for wisdom because they want to live a life that is the best it can possibly be, a life that honors God, a life that has a lot of good friendships in it and good relationships in it, and a life that at the end of the day you can be proud of. That's what wisdom helps you to do. We're always going to face difficult choices and we're always going to struggle with knowing what the right answer is. And sometimes we might face difficult questions that maybe aren't specifically answered in the Bible. But that's where wisdom comes in. Wisdom helps you to consider the consequences of all of the different choices. And wisdom helps you to make the best choice, the choice that honors God and the choice that leads you to an abundant life, the kind of choice that creates good relationships and, and helps you to, to build that kind of life that you want. Wisdom is something you can ask God for, and when you sincerely ask God for wisdom, he will always answer that prayer because God wants us to live lives that are wise and lives that honor him. So, Sophie, I think I get it now. When I said earlier that I didn't want to swim in the swamp because there might be alligators in there, that was having wisdom. Yes, and when I said I'd rather eat broccoli than smell your brother's socks— that was also having wisdom. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a wise choice. But what about when it's not gross me out day? How can I use wisdom at home or at school? Hey, let's ask Hope Kids. Yeah, they always have good ideas. Hope Kids, how do you use wisdom at home and at school? Listen to my teachers. Being kind to others. Respect my parents. Making good choices. Sharing God's love. Those were some great ideas, kids. And this is where your story meets God's story, listeners. Making a wise choice isn't always easy. In fact, sometimes it's really hard. But God will help you. And if you don't know what the wise choice is, ask God for help. And you can talk to a grown-up you trust, too. God loves to give us wisdom, just like he did for Paul and Silas. He'll do it for you, too. And always remember, listeners, that you matter. You are loved, and you are part of God's story. God's Story for Kids. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of God's Story for Kids. It's easy to find us here each week by hitting the subscribe button and then let your friends know how much you love it. And if you're looking for more ways to plug into Lutheran Church of Hope's annual theme, The Whole Holy Bible in a Year, check out our website for weekly family devotions and other resources for kids and adults. And if you're local, we hope to see you at Hope Kids on weekends and Wednesdays. We'll see you next week. God loves you.